0: Hey guys, this is Bruce. Welcome to Combo Courses podcast. And I'm going to do a quick one today. Um, actually, I'm going to do two today. I got an appointment real soon, so I got to make this part first part quick. What we're going to do is we're going to go through what's called the NIST CSF or the NIST Cybersecurity Framework. Now, let's back up and explain what a cybersecurity framework is. What is a framework? A framework is a set of rules. That's all it is. It's a it's a set of rules that line up with certain regulations with certain security controls. that's pretty much all it is. So you've got many different kinds of sets of rules, many different frameworks for different industries. You've got one for the retail sector. like if you ever worked in retail, you've got uh, credit cards you have to protect well, those systems, have something called PCI compliance, which means there's a set of rules that says, here's how we're gonna protect all credit card information. Here are all the rules that we have to put in in place. Somebody said guidelines, exactly. They're just guidelines, a set of rules, best practices. They're all put together and you fit everything within that box. So retail has its own guidelines and sets of rules and frameworks. Financial sector has its own set of guidelines and rules. Uh, The government has its own sets of rules. You've got many different industries. As a matter of fact, every country has their own set of rules. If you go to Australia, they have a set of rules that they have for all their computer security. Um, New Zealand has their own set. Uh, Canada has their own set. Uh, the EU, uh, US, um, all major companies, organizations, they all have some set of rules that they follow, a framework. So. That said, there is one framework that is the best framework, and I'm going to explain to you why that is. It's called the NIST uh, Cybersecurity Framework. And the reason why it's one of the, the best, not even one of the best, it is the best. The reason why it's the best one is because what it does is it focuses on the organization and what they need to do. So whatever organization you work for, whether you you know you're in the financial sector, the retail sector, whatever, right? All of you guys, all of us have to uh, follow the frameworks of cybersecurity. So what the NIST cybersecurity framework does, the brilliant thing that they did differently, is it it doesn't focus on any one industry. Like PCI compliance focuses on retail and protecting credit card information. Sarbanes Oxley focuses on you know, uh, investment groups and banks and things like that. Um, NIST 800 fo- focuses on federal organizations. You can use all of these in your small business, but it's really catered towards that particular industry. The difference with NIST CSF, NIST Cybersecurity Framework, is that they focus on your business first. Like what or whatever your business mission is, it focuses on those, the things you need to do. Cybersecurity. That is the difference. And that's why, in my opinion, it's the best. And what I want to do for those of you who are watching me um, is show you a book that I have right now. You now, if you if you're interested in this, then um check out a free book that I have right now. It's free for the next five days. I do this as a promotional for my for my books on Amazon. Uh, if you happen to be on YouTube, Facebook, uh wherever you're watching me right now, you have a. there's a link in description, link in bio, link in my profile that you can go to. And that book is free for the next five days. What I'm looking for, the reason why we put authors put these out for free, if you're wondering, it's not because they're worthless. This is a 40,000 word book. It took me a while to make. It, it was a lot of time, money, and energy that I put into this book. So Is worth more than 99 cents. Is worth more than free. (laughs) But the reason why we put them out there for free is to get some reviews, hoping that a few people out there will say, you know what? This was a good book or thanks, Bruce, for this. This is great. You know, um, this is a great reference or whatever, because reviews is really how you uh, get any traction on Amazon. So uh, that said, the book is on the screen here and it's called the NIST CSF, a cybersecurity framework information systems. Uh, for information systems, and the reason why I call it that is because what I wanted to do is be a little bit more practical. Whenever I'm covering different parts of it, I'm telling you, like, here's how you would use it in your organization, um, because I want it to be useful to managers, to to IT people, and to everyone. Now I'm still working on this thing; it's an early release right now. So there's the book is out. But the, the links that are in there for, I've got free downloadables that are coming out soon. I'm working on those. Those will take me a little bit longer to do. And a companion book that comes with that, which is going to be way more robust and have more stuff um, going on with it. But what I want to do is break down at a high level what this all is all about so that by the end of this 10 minutes, I can explain to you what C, uh, NIST CSF is. All right. So the first thing you need to know about the NIST CSF is that, it's got three main components. The first component is called core. The NIST CSF core is basically security controls. That's basically what it is. And they but the way they do it is different. So the way they break it down is the main things that you as an organization needs to have whether you're a bank or your Walmart or your Walgreens or federal organization or a state of Iowa, whatever it happens to be, all of us all organizations whether it's a business or mission, needs to do these these things that they talk about there. And there's five of them. Um, one is the first one is identify, and all that is is identify what's in your environment. Most organizations do this. Um, it's called a baseline, where you're figuring out what hardware, software do we have in our organization. But that's not where it stops with identify. Um, th- another thing that you're going to do with identify is identify risks, identify threats. You're going to identify Um, your business, your business needs, your business requirements, identify as the section that you do this in. Now, the difference here, um, the stark difference between this framework and another framework is that NIST 800, it goes through a cycle. It has a cycle of what you need to do as an organization, and it does include identify, but it doesn't, it's kind of sprinkled throughout all the thousand controls that it has. And that's kind of the difficult part for an organization. That's why a lot of organizations are like, it's robust and it covers everything. But it's like, uh, this is a little bit much. You know, we're a small retail band. Like, we don't need to do NIST 800. Um, so the difference is that NIST, uh, NIST CSF, it says, okay, you need to identify these things. So you see where it's going here? Now, let me go a little bit deeper in this. The next one is protect. Protecting is about... Uh, data data loss prevention, access control management, identif- uh, identity management, awareness and training, data security. It's the stuff that most people think about when you think about uh, cybersecurity. It's securing the actual systems. So you had identify, then you have protection. That's a part of the, co- the core controls, the core functionality of the NIST CSF. Now let's go to another one is detect. This is very, very important. So detect is can we see the vulnerabilities that are coming in and out? Do we know the threats? Can we detect the threats to our organization? Really important if you want to have risk management is to detect the anomalies that are coming in and out. So this one's continuous monitoring. If you're familiar with NIST 800, most organizations have some form of detect. They don't call it detect, but it's they're they're detecting vulnerabilities and stuff. Okay. So another one, is let's see it's response response is once you detect an anomaly once you detect the security incident what is your response incident handling right so most organizations do this if you have a robust cybersecurity um frame if you have a robust cybersecurity program you're going to have to respond you're gonna have to have a program that allows you to say okay what do we do if we have denial of service attack what if we do if we find a virus You know, once we've detected a virus. And then the other one is recovery. So recovery is let's say that something happens with our system, like our system goes down, our system's down. Now, what are we going to do? How do we recover? That's the backups. That's the um, disaster recovery plans. It's not just backups. It's not just a technical piece, but it's what do we as an organization do to come together and make sure that we are doing our main business function? So those are the main things. Those are the main things that you do in what's called the CSF core. Now another thing that it does really great CSF has something called profiles. So what profiles does is it says it allows the organization to say, okay, here's where we want to be. It sets a bar. It sets a standard. The organization says, okay, let's say we're a small retail brand, right? We we're TJ Maxx or something, and we have a level that we want to get to. We know we're not where we we want to be. A profile says, okay, what do we want to look like? A profile paints a picture of where you're going to be, a target it's called a target profile. So what you'll do is say, okay, in x years, well, let's say 1 year, TJ Maxx we want to be able to monitor all traffic going in and out of our network. But we're currently we're not doing enough of it. Currently all we're doing is monitoring the email. Now, I've never worked for TJ Maxx. I'm just using them as an example. I don't, <laughs> but I'm just giving you one example. A profile says, here's where we want to be, and you can start marching towards that. So that's a, uh, the, the second tenet of the NIST CSF. We talked about core, which is basically security controls and um, the functionality of getting into cybersecurity. And then the profile, which means here's where we want to be, And we're going to go towards that direction. The third one is implementation tiers. Implementation tiers is broken up into four parts. The first one is a partial implementation. Second one is risk informed implementation. And then you go to repeatable and then finally improving the implementation. And I'll just give you an example of the first and the the last one to give you an example of what the tiers, what this is all about. The first tier is Um, most small organizations will have something like this. That means like we we haven't implemented everything within our organization, but we've got something. Maybe we have a policy in place and maybe we're hitting a couple of those things. Maybe we have a security team that's in place, but we don't have everything. It's a partial implementation of security. We're doing something, but we're not quite where we want to be. Now, take it all the way to the fourth tier of implementation, which is adaptive implementation. That means that not only do we have a policy in place, we have a team in place, but we're constantly improving. We have metrics that are collecting all the data to so that we can see where we messed up before so we can do better next time. We're constantly trying to improve. Now, the real reason there's four tiers is because not every organization has the time money or energy or resources to get to that highest level right implementation it takes a certain level of effort and a certain amount of money and time to get to that point the it's brilliant that they broke it into tiers because now you can say okay i am a medium small company or whatever and we can hit tier two which is risk informed that we have a risk management strategy we're following the NIST 800 we're following PCI compliance here's how we're going to um, deal with something that we couldn't implement so you have a risk management process that's in place that's risk informed so because there's three four different tiers you're able to come get in where you fit in like you if you partial you can be a tier one but if you're like um a you know a fortune 1000 company that's uh, international and you you need to get better because you're constantly under threat of, of different cyber attacks now you have to be adaptive you got to put way more money time and energy into being the best you can be and always improving and that's why department of defense you know organizations like nasa they can't afford to mess around they got to spend a lot of money to actually Have uh, something like an adaptive implementation. They cannot mess around with that. So that, in a nutshell, is the NIST CSF. And I go in great, much greater detail on all the subcategories of each one of the control families and how it. I actually integrate it with different control families at the end of each chapter. I say, here's where it lines up with COVID. Here's where it lines up with NIST 800. Here's where it lines up with CIS controls. So it. Each chapter breaks that down. This is a free book right now. It's only free for the next five days. I think there's four days left. I don't remember, but it's like Tuesday is when it's done. Um, And then I'll probably leave it um, for 99 cents for like a few, maybe a few days after that so I can get some reviews. I'm looking for reviews, guys. Um, and I really appreciate all the support you guys already give me. It's really great. It's actually really been helping me as an author, and I really appreciate everybody who leaves a five stars or you know goes in there and puts in some comments or even just downloads the book. That actually helps me too. All right, so I'm gonna take a couple questions, but I do have to go real soon. I'm gonna do another live later today in between my my um my appointment that I have to do. So I'm gonna take a couple questions. I got some folks watching me on TikTok. Somebody said, I'm getting into I'm getting into start a Google certified training. Well, congrats on taking your first steps. That's good. I'm a beginner. You gotta start somewhere. That's great. Um, the first step is to actually learn the, the information. What programming knowledge do you need to be a cybersecurity guy? I've been doing this for 20 years. I can only speak for myself, but I've been doing this for 20 years. I make six figures. That's my average. Um, I work from home. I do not. I'm not a programmer. I do not know programming languages. I can learn them fast, but I've done it on my own a couple times. I wanted to do an app. Remember when that app thing was going like early 2000s and people going crazy? I wrote my own app and stuff. You know, learned. I'm really bad at it. (laughs) But for my job, I've never not had to use any kind of programming. Um, Some scripting would help, but a lot of times I'll have a buddy who's my coworker, be like, hey, man, could you like here? I'm doing this work here. Could you help me with this scripting? And they're like, oh, here, sure. <laughs> you know, and so I don't know. I don't have any programming skills, but I'm making six figures. I'm doing pretty good for myself. So you don't have to be a programmer. So let me see a couple more questions. And I'll be back, guys. Don't don't feel bad if I don't get your questions this time. I will be back uh, later today after my appointment. Um, Dave, how you doing, man? Long time no no see. He says, uh, any tips for taking the CISSP, I'm taking the Security Plus exam. I took the Security Plus exam last year in October and passed it. Um, so CISSP, I would say, um, I would say take your time if you have the the time to do it. Just kind of take your time to do it. I mean that's what I did. And I'm just going to speak from from what I did. I took my time with it, and um, I did take the Security Plus first like you did because I was trying to prepare myself for it. I was super nervous about it. Um, There, there's just so you know, there's like four or five different variations of the test, at least when I took it. So, you might get one test where they they switch up the questions and then they have one foot, one is focused on more technical, one that focuses on more management. (laughs) They got like a pool of like 6,000 possible questions they can add that they can ask you. So, what I did was I took the official guide for CISSP. You don't have to take the official guide. You could take. You could just go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and then just down get buy any book. But I've got the physical copy. I went through, read the whole thing, and what I did was I highlighted all the main parts, and then what I, and I transcribed those main parts to um, a notepad, and then I studied my notepad for like a couple, like a month or so. And then what I did, once I was gone through my whole notepad and had all the key parts of the CISSP's domains, and I I pretty much knew it, right? My weakest parts, I focused more on those. It was brutal. I hated it. I hated every second of it. (laughs) You know, except the areas where I just knew off the top of my head. But the ones that I really had a challenge with for me personally was um, cryptography. I've never been like, you got to memorize all those different module cryptographic modules that you don't use every day and stuff so i would that's what i would do is memorize those parts that was I was weakest on once i went through all my notes the next thing i did was i took back to back question and answer you can find these on the internet you can find them on um for these there's a site that you i think it's a paid site called Cure. that's what it used to be called and Basically, people would put uh, sample questions, not brain dumps. I would avoid brain dumps. And the reason why is because some of them give you BS information and you don't want to like, you want to go to places that have real, like real possible questions. Um, take as many of those questions as possible. Just keep taking them over and over again. I would highly recommend you use ChatGPT. ChatGPT is really good at, gener- at generating questions. You can literally have ChatGPT ask you questions about the CISP on each domain. Um, the hardest part about that test was the the answers. the The answers were the hardest part of the test, and here's why. So you get a question, <laughs> and the answers there'll be three answers that sound similar. There's three answers this there's one question that you can always throw out, right? It has none, They're really testing you, like. This question has nothing to do with the question that... They're, this answer has nothing to do with the question to answered. Then the other three are like, I don't know. Like these other three, it feels like it could be any one of these three. And you, I would just read them over and over again. And there'd be one word or something that was off on another one. That one I would throw out. and it would be down to two. And I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm like, I take the questions over and over. If you take... Hundreds or even thousands of questions over and over again. After a while, it just, you'll it'll have like rote memory of it. Like you'll you'll be able to knock out like 60% of the questions that are going to come to you because you'll have seen it at least once, like or some variant of that question. That's what I did. It worked. I passed the first time. It was very difficult. It was a difficult question. I mean, difficult test for me personally. Um, like I said before, I know people who said claim that they took in 30 minutes. I took that thing. I might've had five minutes left. I was like the last person in there because I, I second guess myself, you know, I know the material just, I second guess myself on everything. So I kind of overstudy to compensate for my own, um, for my own shortfalls of like second guessing myself. So that's, I hope that that helps you out. Take your time, um, go through each domain, use ChatGPT to generate some questions and go through thousands of questions, go through thousands of test questions. All right, I think, I think that I need to get the heck out of here. But I will be back. And somebody asked about where to get this book. If you guys are interested in the stuff that I talked about in the very beginning of this, I got a forty thousand word book on. It's like a reference guide for the NIST CSF. You see how I teach? You see how I talk? It's very plain English. Like I'm not using a bunch of inside baseball words, right? I'm not. I'm I'm explaining it to you like for practical use so that you can actually use this at your job or at your organization or at your business. So this book is very valuable. I'm giving it away for free for the next five days. I'm looking for reviews. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate this community. You guys have helped me become a legit author. And uh, without you, I, there's no way I could do it. Like I can't, I can't, I can't uh, say the same about many people I know personally, but you guys, Who've been watching me, who've who've been like buying my book, downloading my book, following me. You guys made me a legit author. So I appreciate it. I will be back later on today. I've got an appointment, but um, stay tuned. I don't even know how to how do I get off this thing. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll see you guys in a minute. Uh about give me about like, I'll probably be back in two, three hours, sometime today, sometime today.